The thought leader that will dominate tomorrow's business world will be the most authentic, the most congruent, and the most willing to serve their client to their dream. And that's going to be what differentiates. And it's one of the reasons why I love working with you two, because you already know that. Stop comparing yourself with the the celebrities of today. One by one, a lot of those people in five years are not going to own the space because the buyer's evolving. Start serving those buyers at a higher level and watch who become the thought leaders of tomorrow. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership, where we believe doing it alone is the enemy. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm your other co-host, Michael Palmer. And this episode is a super exciting episode because we have as our guest, the man that mentors Michael and I in our business success. He has worked with some of the top global iconic thought leaders in the world. He helps people whose mission it is to make a difference. He is the very definition of a heart-based entrepreneur. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only Mark Von Muser. Welcome to the show, Mark. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I was just chuckling, Nikki, about your intro about doing it alone is, you know, you're, you're absolutely correct. It's like success is already tough enough, but to try and do it alone is just borders on the level of stupidity or insanity, neither of which are a great outcome. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Mark, you've been on the show before, and uh, one of the things that I always get from having these interviews with you is that you bring so much wisdom to our listener in terms of how they can nail who they are, nail their personal brand, nail their expertise, and position themselves as the go-to expert, as the thought leader in their space. Tell the listener a little bit of a brief recap of your personal story, how you came to be this whisperer to the thought leaders, if you will. Oh, that's, thank you. It's a great question, Nikki. When I go back and I look, I, I started to notice that there was there were like several different levels, just like you guys really break down and show people the different life cycles of, of a thought leader, you know, the newbie and every step that opens up. Well, I also started looking at, at levels of excellence. And starting back when I, I was young, I had a lot of crap happen and grew up in an alcoholic family and moved all the time. But the the gift that that gave me was the, the insatiable desire and quest for knowledge about why were some people successful and most were not. And what I really learned was it did not matter about your circumstances. It didn't matter if you're from an alcoholic background. It didn't matter if your family was fat and you were big boned. It didn't matter any of that was somewhat irrelevant or beneficial in the long run because it gave you additional muscle if you overcame it. What I noticed, though, was that the people at the top of the food chain are, as you talk about those celebrity thought leaders, I noticed that there were several common traits within them. Number one, not one of them was the smartest person I've ever met. 
I've met many of them and served and helped many of them bring their message to a much more powerful, congruent world in a congruent way. But what I noticed was they were everyday people who were doing extraordinary things. And then what happened over the last 35 years is then I started to notice future greatness in people before they could see it as well. It doesn't take a rocket science to look right now and say, who are the celebrity thought leaders? Where the expertise comes in is noticing who the thought leaders are of tomorrow. Noticing those same traits that exist that, you know, uh, I remember one of my very first guys, to give you an example, back in 1984 or 85-ish, there was a young man that I really respected. And he told me about a good friend of his who was writing a book. And he said, hey, Mark, get this guy's book. He's a friend of mine. He's legit. Now, I respected Eric, the, the one who told me, so much because he was such a quality guy. He was that guy that was so reliable. And he told me, Mark, get this book from this guy. And this was when nobody heard of him. And it happened to be Tony Robbins. And he was personal friends with Tony. They were in a business together along the way. But what I noticed was that Eric was totally right. The book was, was transformational back in the day. And based on that, it gave me a really great insight to kind of watch these people as they were coming up and up in the ranks and then to see them and then to watch the Gary Vanderchucks before Gary hit big. And Nikki, you and I talked about Gary when no one even knew his name. And we talked about this years ago and the Eric Thomases and the celebrity thought leaders that are coming up the ranks. But really what excites me is finding those that are going to be the leaders of tomorrow. But that's kind of how we how it happened for me was this is all I've studied for 30 some years and not just in books, but to go test it, field test it, go out there and watch the celebrity thought leader in the real estate space, the celebrity thought leader in the timeshare space, the celebrity thought leader in phone selling, celebrity thought leaders that were working on financial abundance or multi-level marketings. There's a handful of these people, and I noticed the traits really what was separated them and their depth of conviction to their dream. It was not that they were the smartest. They didn't have the best degrees. They didn't have have an easy path. Not one of them, it was easy. And that's really what intrigued me, and that's what I love what you and Michael are doing is helping the thought leaders of, of tomorrow, and you're finding them today and helping them jump that gap. Absolutely love what you guys are doing. Mark, that's a brilliant answer. What you've done in your career is you've helped these thought leaders earn hundreds of millions of dollars. You've taken them from making less than a million to earning hundreds of millions of dollars for many, many of them. And the thing that I notice about you is you always come from a space of speaking your authentic truth. For many people listening to this podcast, their business situation right now may not be where they want to be. They're looking forward to a glorious future. And many of them may be thinking, it's not possible for me. I can't do it. You know, I don't have the charisma. I don't have, I don't look like Tony Robbins. I don't look like Marie Forleo. I'm, you know, I don't have the, the, the same powerful voice that they have. What would you say to them? about what's possible for them in terms of creating their glorious future? Great, great question, Nikki. One of the blessings I've had working with these top thought leaders in the planet was I got to meet the other up and coming and the other celebrity thought leaders. And what here's what I know. 
what you see on stage and what you see ahead of you, a lot of times is not the real truth. They, a lot of them have mastered a pitch. They've mastered a presentation, but privately, they're not the person you think. So the challenge for the thought leader that of tomorrow is you're comparing your worst with the thought leader's best. I'm not knocking some of them have a polished pitch. Why? They've done it 10,000 times in the last 30 years. It should be freaking pretty damn good by now. But what you're comparing is your truth or you're saying, wow, I'm not as big as them today. What you didn't know is where were they 30 years ago? Where were they 20 years ago? Where were they five years ago? And that's the, the viewpoint that I was able to watch as these people were coming up. So to the thought leader out there of tomorrow, who's ready to commit today, here's what I noticed, the difference between the celebrity and the non-celebrities. And a celebrity, I mean celebrity thought leader, somebody who is the preeminent in their industry. Number one is that they have a congruence across the board, meaning they have a congruent message, they have a congruent service and they know their client inside and out, and they have a congruent solution. They might not be the best at everything, but when it comes to their client, they know how to serve that client better than other people do. So that resonates. But one of the things, Michael, that you and Nikki do that I love is you help people get clear on their message. And Nikki, you're a thousand percent correct. It needs to be authentic. Meaning if you're the fat guy, don't start teaching people about diet until you get the weight off first. You need to go first. Leaders always go first. And can you, you know, speak, which is number two, is authenticity. The buyer of today is demanding that the speaker and the, the thought leader is authentic about what they promise. Day by day, the thought leader of yesterday and today are falling out of favor with the buyer because they're teaching something that is no longer authentic and they also are not congruent. Meaning, the buyer is not buying diet advice anymore from the fat guy. So a lot of those thought leaders, guys, here's your opportunity. A lot of the thought leaders of today are going to be replaced by a more authentic thought leader of tomorrow. Whether that be in fitness, whether that be in business, whether that be in real estate, the, the market is wide open for an authentic, congruent thought leader of tomorrow. So that's really where people should be focusing. The other part too, the other shift this is the gap and the opportunity for the thought leader of tomorrow. Most of the thought leaders of today got that way by focusing solely on themselves and their dream, and they were so obsessed with it. But the thought leader of tomorrow is going to be focused on the client. The person that serves the client at the highest level is going to win the tomorrow. The thought leader of tomorrow will be the most authentic, the most congruent, and the most willing to serve his client to their dream. And I'll say that again, the thought leader that will dominate tomorrow's business world will be the most authentic, the most congruent, and the most willing to serve their client to their dream. And that's going to be what differentiates. And it's one of the reasons why I love working with you two, because you already know that. Stop comparing yourself with the, the celebrities of today. One by one, a lot of those people in five years are not going to own the space because the buyer's evolving. Start serving those buyers at a higher level and watch who become the thought leaders of tomorrow. Does that make sense, Nikki? A hundred percent. People are hungry for that authenticity out there today. Absolutely. And there are still many people out there teaching and they're still making money, but that to me is not the score sheet. 
if we're going to talk about a score sheet, none of the thought leaders of today are worth a shit. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but you tell me about Gandhi's marketing plan. What was Gandhi's marketing plan? Or did he, was he an authentic leader for his mission? How about Martin Luther King? Was it his marketing plan? Was it his social media strategy that allowed him to fill, fill up and make a difference? No. The thought leader of tomorrow is going to be that same sort of person who has a congruent, authentic message, who is willing to serve his clientele at the highest level. Very similar to what, you know, uh, uh, Gandhi and Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela. Those are the people that, you know, that they were so congruent to their message. Whether you agreed with it or not, it's irrelevant. Enough people resonated with that message. And that's really the part that we want to be looking at and focusing on is how much do you own your message? And there are people out there teaching you how to do the story, meaning they're going to get on stage and they're going to talk with passion about how tough it was. Here I was this rich white kid and people didn't know the struggle of having a multimillionaire dad. And, you know, we had to go coach when we flew to Europe. And it's like, Jesus, give me a break. You know, they're, they're trying to tug on heartstrings from an artificial place because they know the power of a story, but the story's bullshit. The story is not authentic and the buyer can tell. Clients want the truth. They're grownups. Treat them that way. Love them enough to speak the truth. And guess what? Not everybody needs to resonate with it. But if you speak your truth, it's kind of like that saying, the person who speaks the truth doesn't have to worry about which lie he previously told. And there's a lot of guys out in front of these people today who have been spewing some stuff that they don't own privately. And there was a great quote, you know, what you do in private will be one day celebrated in public. Well, guess what? Those chickens are coming home to roost. And there's a lot of people out there and a lot of the millennials and a lot of people that are really solid in their marketing, but they are inauthentic and they do not own the content and they're just parroting other people. Those people are going to be not only dealing with the real imposter syndrome, but the, the buyer is getting savvy and more savvy by the day. So frauds beware. You know, Mark, you said a few things there that I wanted to just come back to. And I really think it's important that our, our listener who is out there in experiencing what you've been talking about, which is... That whole part that we opened up with was this bit about not doing it alone. And then you were talking about the fact that people are comparing themselves to these, these great ones that are out and have been doing it for 25, 30 years. And if we went back and looked at their, you know, real tapes from the beginning, we would see probably garbage, right? Mm -hmm. And so this whole point of your, your natural, the, the market's natural tendency is going to be undervalue what you have because no you're question. valuing your own work. And so when you're with other people, they can show you what's valuable. And if we looked at, you know, a, a hundred pieces of content, they're going to show you the 80% of it that's good and the 20% yeah. of it that's garbage. And then how to improve that other 80% so that you're moving and making progress. And I know for yeah. myself that, you know, for a long time, I did it all by myself and it was mm -hmm. mostly garbage and yeah. mostly never got out to the world. But ever since working with other people, they're able to say, hey, this is good and this is bad. Work on that and improvement happens, progress happens. And we're able to actually make progress in the marketplace. So I really like that theme yeah. of this conversation. The other bit was 
Building an audience, I just watched a, a TEDx video from Chris Anderson, who's the owner of TEDx, and I don't know if he's the owner, if he's the director, but he's the head, head he's the chief bottle washer over there anyways. <laughs> and he, it was an excellent presentation. And he said, you're like, people are trying, you, you were saying, you know, go out there, share your life story. That's the formula. Go out and, and stand around on a, a red circle. That's the other formula. And what he was saying is that when people see that, they, they pick it up right away. It's like, you're a fraud. You're just trying to copy and be like one of those other people. But he said, what they want, what your audience wants from you is a gift, a magical gift which is an idea. And uh, who was the fellow that we had? It was Jason Selknicki who was on just the other day. He spent 20 years to figure out what that one idea was. And that one idea, it came out of him in 45 minutes. But then that one idea translated into a global brand where he's working with the very highest uh, elite performers in sports and business on the planet. Right. And so uh, I think instead of going out there and trying to do the formula, I think all of us need to go back and, and, and this is the work that Nikki and I do, and we do this work with you as well in our immersions, is to look at what's that one idea? What is that one thing that you're great at? And often you can't see it if you're trying to do yep. it on your own. That is so brilliant, Michael. And, and again, you said something too, and I, I was taught this at the very the early stages where when I was coming up the ranks and I was investing in every single program I could, I was $38,000 in debt. And back in the 80s, that was a lot of money because I was only making $1,200 a month as a waiter while I was trying to break into real estate. I was 25, 26, and I looked like I literally was 12 to 15. I was a late, 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 late bloomer. So to break into real estate when everyone else has a Mercedes and you're the kid that, you know, the, the kid, that was tough. But I remember one of the first mentors that actually did it. He said, there are two different ways to learn. One of which is to learn from your own mistakes. That's what most people do. That's trying to do it alone. He goes, it's painful and it's expensive. He said, there's another way to learn. And that's from learning from the mistakes of others. And that's where you hire a mentor. Now, hiring a mentor is, is really smart, but you need to make sure you're hiring the right mentor. This again, gets back to the inauthentic thought leader. So it's really important that the thought leader or the person that you have as a mentor is helping you because they are going to allow you to bypass decades of mistakes. So give you an example, Dan Nisker, who's in your guys' program, who I love, and I think he's on track this year to do 800,000 to a million dollars as a personal trainer. Yep. And Dan doing it alone could not see his power. He could not see his greatness. He could not see the impact he was about to make. But he gets around you two, you, you know that, that magic juju that you guys use with people to help them pull out that thought leader within. And when you pulled out that thought leader within, all of a sudden, Dan, that's who he really was. But to your point, Michael, the inside of the jar can't read the outside of the label any more than Dan could see that power and greatness that was just begging to get out. So in his case, you helped him accelerate and save 20 years of his life and take him from zero and struggling to now making close to a million bucks, doing what he loves, but more importantly, impacting people at a level that will blow your mind. That's the real gift of the celebrity thought leader, is that impact they're having and the level of impact. And that's really what's so great because doing it alone can be brutal. Being an entrepreneur alone is brutal. 
Now you're going to try and figure out what's your gift that you can't see. So that's absolutely true. It's also one of the great gifts that I've had is watching the peer group of a lot of the most impressive thought leaders on the planet. Now, I'm not saying a lot of them are mind-blowingly amazing. Some of these guys that when you meet them, you realize that they're amazing and they're, they're phenomenal behind the scenes. But some of them are a shell of who they pretend to be. So the main point I wanted is to, re- to remind everybody is don't, to your point, Michael, don't compare your fear and your insecurity with the guys currently ahead of you. They're human. A lot of them are train wrecks behind the scenes. A lot of them are not. They're holding on, trying to hold on to yesteryear. And, you know, there are. And you go back and listen to some of their stuff 30 years ago. Guess what? That was pretty basic. If they're if they're truly owning it, they will be 30 years better and exponentially better because of all the other growth that they've hap- happened to see. But Nikki, you know, or Michael, like you're talking about doing it alone, that's everybody's right. But why would you? Why not find a group of peers? Because even like with the, the, one of the things I love with what you guys do is getting to be around other thought leaders who are watching this work magically. And when you have a challenge, great. You're not the first one to have it. Here's how we handle it. But you're around other people and collectively we grow rapidly when we're doing it with a peer group of equal or higher, higher caliber. I want to just make a point here around the, it, it's maybe not the most obvious one, but there, what I've seen and have been paying attention to recently was the, the people that actually have a, a, a pretty decent level of success and maybe have been doing it a while is that they start to isolate themselves. They think that they've, they've gotten to this, this place and, it, and it's a good place. But they start to isolate themselves, and they and I've noticed them doing things that I go, why, why are they doing that? You know, I've met a few of them, and I've seen that they've surrounded themselves with yes people. Absolutely, and so one thousand percent true. And and I think that's a dangerous spot for those that have reached a certain level of success. Is that we need fresh, we need we need new blood. Everything that has stagnant. Either water, uh, stagnant blood, stagnant, you yep. know, or things of, you know, the, the, the life rich nutrients have been cut off, it dies, it deteriorates, it decays. And so I think it's another support for those that might be sitting there, yeah, like I'm doing well, but yep. what's possible if you were to be around others that had a fresh look and something and could actually challenge your thinking? What new thinking, what better thinking, what more valuable thinking could come out of that? That's, that is so powerful, Michael, and let's break that down. And, and guys, please write this down. But good or doing well, that is the mortal enemy of greatness, okay? Now, that's the first piece, guys. Did you just come here just to take care of yourself? A thought leader, the answer is no. Some people, that's cool. You just want to make your 100000 300000 500000 million bucks, great. Pat yourself on the back. Go enjoy it. But if you're here for impact, you can have both. And the person focused, now what you're talking about, they surround themselves with yes men. A lot of the thought leaders, here's why, because I've, that was exactly what I was noticing when I watched some of these people. Number one is they got off message. They got off from focusing on a client-driven emphasis. They, they rose through the ranks by being a contrarian, by showing people and serving people at a higher level than the people ahead of them. But something happens along the way. All of a sudden, they get off a client-driven focus and it becomes a self-driven focus. 
ego. Oh, I'm bigger than them. Oh, I put more people in my event than they did. Oh, they copied my stuff. And they slip into ego and scarcity. And what happens, and these are some of the biggest spiritual leaders currently, these are some of the biggest business leaders. It no longer is about making a difference in the world. It's trying to get a bigger jet than my competitor. It's about, I should be getting more. And it moves out of their power, which was serving their fellow human being and into their ego and their scarcity as if the world's not enough. So let's break that down. You could take the top 10 thought leaders in the world, the top 10 celebrity thought leaders in the self-help movement, and they don't equal up to a pimple on the ass of an elephant. We have 7 billion people. You can take the top 10 and go interview 6.9 billion people and they've never heard of them. And I'm not knocking it. I just want to keep it in context. Even if you go around the world, go into Tibet, go into Bang, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, some of the places, Kuala Lumpur, go into some of these different places, El Salvador, Honduras, and tell me how much they think about Steve Jobs, even if they know who he is. For God's sakes, in our own country, 80% of the people can't even identify a president. And so what happens though is the thought leaders start focusing on, hey, that's cool, you got a jet by rocking people's world. Well, if you continue to rock their world, you'll have more tomorrow. But somewhere along the lines, the shift got off message. Does that make sense, Michael? Yeah. It totally makes sense, man. So for anybody out there, guys, if you're on point and you're still focused on your clients, the other one too that I want to throw into the mix, Michael and Nikki, is also about let's get real. Let's have an honest conversation. Number one, what's your real dream? You can put a number on it. Money's not a huge motivator, but it's a great clear score sheet. So let's say, was your goal to make a million bucks, 10 million, 100 million, a billion? It doesn't matter. Pick. Number two, how many people did you really serve so far this year? Let's forget about, oh, I have, a, I have the content-driven marketing, but how many people called you, you spoke to, that you were able to serve past their fear into a solution? A lot of the people are hiding in, in someday marketing. What I love about what you guys do, Nikki and Michael, is yours is an action-driven plan. Yours is a let's get clarity, let's find your genius, let's make a congruent message, let's find your ideal clients, let's put that message in front of them and start helping change lives now. It's very proactive, intelligent, action-driven. So for the people that are out there, how long are you going to wait for somebody else to bring their message? When are you going to bring your message of hope, your message of a real solution as an authentic thought leader? And then lastly, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're always going to get what, you, what you've always got. So if you're not a celebrity thought leader or you're one of the higher earning thought leaders, why not? It's not about the money. It's about those clients out there that need an authentic voice. Because in the absence of that authentic thought leader, they only have the, the loud talking blabbermouth who's currently got the stage. And Nikki, you said it. The, the buyer of today is desperate for authenticity. It is desperate for a real, honest conversation. People want the truth, you yep. know, and, and people want people who care. Well, let's look at politics. And I, again, okay, so we could talk Trump or we could talk Bernie Sanders. Why did the two outsiders really win both sides of the nomination? I don't care if you love them or hate them, but both of them came and were speaking what everybody was thinking privately. And so all of a sudden, here you have hundreds of billions of dollars backing the establishment candidate, and she lost. 
She had every variable in her favor, yet she lost. She lost to Bernie and she lost to Trump. Why? Because her message was field tested 80 different times on focus groups. What would resonate better? What gives me the most political points? People want to know what you think. They don't have to agree with everything. But whether you like them or not, when Bernie would say something, people are like, wow, I, that's different. That's not the political establishment. That's the outside. And people resonated. You'd watch 10,000 people line up for Bernie, and you'd watch 60 people show up for Hillary. The funny thing was both Bernie and Trump were these, uh, you know, cranky, loudmouth New Yorkers originally. I mean, Bernie's right. originally from Brooklyn, right? Yeah, they're not likable. No. And yet here they are. <laughs> here they are. People going, well, screw it. I'm still going to vote for him. And that's the other one, too. Whether another guy that's that's kind of kicking up the shit is Rand Paul or Ron Paul. Same thing. He knows what he knows, whether you agree with him or not, but he is there. And so out of the umpteen hundreds of, of congressmen, you knew Ron Paul. You, what was that other guy with the big ears? Ron Ross Perot back in the when uh, yeah. Bush won. He was another one. And he got up there and spoke his truth. And watch how quickly that truth becomes wildfire. Now, guess what? Not everybody needs to embrace it. But what about the other 400 or 600 or whatever it is, congressmen? You can't name any of them. Yet you knew Rand Paul, you knew Ron Paul. It's the ones that are speaking their truth unapologetically that are get capturing the space. That's what drove Gary Vanderchuk. That's what drove Eric Thomas. That's what uh, Tim Ferriss. That's what drove those leaders. They're, spe they're speaking the truth. The truth yep, is they their see truth. it. Their yeah. truth. And they're getting it out there. And let's face it, our listener listening to this podcast they also feel a hunger to make a difference. They also feel a hunger to help people. And you can see that it's one of the one of the major human needs is to make a difference for other human beings. Look at the hurricane that hit Texas, yep. right? Look at how many people lined up to help their fellow human beings. Yep. And they were whites, blacks, Hispanics, Asian people, yep. didn't matter. Yep. They helped Gay, whoever straight, they Christian, saw. Gay, Christian, Muslim, None all of that yep. mattered. They all exactly wanted right. to make a difference. The people that listen to this podcast all want to make a difference. They have a situation that's in their life right now. That situation in their business life may not be what they want it to be, but they want something more. And they're listening to this podcast. They're listening to the wisdom that you're giving them, Mark, because they want to create their own glorious future. And you coming and revealing this wisdom, these secrets, is showing them that it's possible that that glorious future can be theirs. Yes. Well, I love that, Nikki, and you're absolutely correct. There, to me, there's nothing more empowering than watching the power of the human spirit awaken. You saw it in Texas, and on the other side of every adversity and challenge is that awakening of the human spirit. That's what juices me. That's what drives me. That's what I would reckon drives your listener as well. And that brings me to the, the final point I want to point out, which I've noticed. Being on the other side of the curtain and watching a lot of these guys, there's, this is what stops a lot of the authentic leaders of today. They are an authentic heart. They have a servant heart. They want to make a difference. So here you've got this authentic person, yet they're going out and following an inauthentic program. What they don't know is the guy they just gave twenty, fifty, dollars $100,000 to behind the scenes is a self-driven narcissist. He's got the right lines. He did launches back 10 years ago and it was a big deal, but he's now making his money living on yesterday's heyday. 
but the authentic leader of today, he gets in this inauthentic program and it doesn't feel right. And so you guys, this gets back to what I said about the leader of tomorrow was congruence. So for the authentic leader of tomorrow, make sure that you are aligning with authentic program today. And that is absolutely critical. It's Nikki, what I talked with you guys about. You guys have done everything you're helping people do. Not 10 years ago, this year, last year. Michael's using it today. Nikki, you're using it today. Your clients are using it today. You own every piece of what you're sharing with people. And sadly, a lot of the in, the authentic people of today, they're wasting a lot of time because they got duped by a fancy website by somebody. They got duped by a fancy sales pitch simply because they so desperately want to make a difference. And I honor that. But make sure that when they, these people are coming, like you and I talked about, guys, I would rather run and serve 100 than drag 1,000. And so if Christ can change the world with 13 disciples or Martin Luther King with a handful of, of people or Gandhi with a handful of committed people, what could we do by aligning 100, 1,000, 10,000 people that are committed to do it the right way? There's no way we don't change the world and do it the right way. That's brilliant, Mark. So we wrap up every episode by asking you, our guest, for your top three expert action steps that you want our listener to take on into their life, into their business right away. So what are they for today? Great, great question. Number one is double down and recommit, reconnect to your dream and your goal. Number one, if you're not committed to that goal, it doesn't matter what plan, you're going to dabble for the rest of your life. If God gave you a dream and a goal or the universe did, it is divine. How are you honoring that right now? How would you obsess knowing if, let's quote Robert Schuler, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And so right now, what happens is, and I, you get beat down so many times you got your hopes up and you get your hopes up and it didn't work. You get your hopes up in a relationship, it didn't work. You get your hopes up. But if that flame is still flickering in your heart, it means you can still do it. That's number one. Recommit, get clear on what your dream is. Feel it, experience it as if it is. If you're willing to serve your fellow man, you can have it. If it's just about you and ego, good luck, you're on your own. But if you're gonna serve the world and make the world a better place and you're willing to do that, you can have everything you want. That's number one, is recommit to your goal. Number two, check up, do an audit. Is your way working, yes or no? Three, if it's not, change plans. Get the help you need. Like I said, there are two different ways. Number one, you know, I don't want to make this an infomercial for you guys, Nikki, but again, book a call with you guys. Take some action. Get off your butt. Recognize you can still have it, but your way is if it's not working, then do something different. Book a call with you guys. Find out what you don't know. Find out how you took Dan Nisker from not having a clue to making 800000 to a year. And that's within one, one to two years. And if you can do that with Dan and all the other people you guys have helped, what could you do with somebody else? So that's the, those would be the three points, Nikki. I would say keep it simple. Reconnect, recommit to your goal. Check in and do an audit. Is it really working? How long has this been going on? Because you can go from zero to hero in three months, six months, one year, two years. It doesn't have to take 30 or 20 years if you do it right with the right people. And then three, do it with the right strategy and the right plan that's effective and works today. 
That doesn't mean you spend another five years monitoring and trying to research because in five years, it's going to be a different thing because the buyer will continue to evolve. But right now, what's working? My advice would be to anybody on this call, I would do whatever I could and beat down a door to when your guy's next immersion. I would beat down the door and I would pester the shit out of you two until I got on your phone. I would get with you or the team and I would book a call, find out what you don't know and find out what you're missing. Because for some of you out there, it's one to two tweaks and you could be the thought leader of tomorrow. I couldn't have said it better myself, Mark. That was brilliant. And Mark, you're actually going to be in Toronto teaching at the next immersion in, uh, in Q4 of this year, right? I am. And I'd recommend everybody bring their safety gear, strap in because we're going supersonic and we're at a point, guys, in society and humanity, we don't have time to bullshit. We don't have time to waste time. The buyer and the humanity, there's nobody could look out at what's going on and recognize the polarity and the intensity of what's happening. People are awakening to new truth by the minute. And the leaders right now that claim that real estate, that get going now, that are willing to serve people at the highest level right now, mark my words, within three to five years, will own the landscape of tomorrow. So we don't have time to sugarcoat and we're going to break it down. And for anybody that wants to grow decades and days, I would do whatever it takes to get to that immersion and we're going to blow the lid off. We're going to get very real. We're going to talk about it, speak from the heart and, and really open up what it takes to get from wherever the hell you are. The first thing you do in navigation, you look at the map and you learn how to orient yourself, which means where on the map of your dream are you? It doesn't matter if you're upside down a million bucks. doesn't matter if you're positive a million or a hundred million. What matters is where are you and where you want to go? And are you committed to getting there? We're going to map that out and make sure everybody walks out of there with clarity of their message, clarity of their plan, and start executing. And we're going to be creating the thought leaders and the celebrity thought leaders of tomorrow. Well, Mark, I'm excited about you coming. And I know th that uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you've wanted to meet Michael and I, and you've wanted to meet our mentor, this is a great opportunity. Check in the show notes. We'll uh, provide you a, a link that you can use to go find out about it and go register for it. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Looking forward to the next time we're together. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you guys and all that you're doing and willing to help identify and train and support and encourage the thought leaders of tomorrow because collectively, when each of us holds our space and does what we're here to do, the world has changed for the good. And that's, you guys are a key part of that. So it's an honor to be working with you too and, and just love the results and how you guys serve your clients. Awesome. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks guys. Michael. We get to speak to Mark a lot, so I can't say that it's a surprise that he blew me away again, but he blew me away. That was a fantastic episode interview. Absolutely. You know, what he had to share about coming from an authentic space and about how you can take the progress that would take you decades and do it in days by not doing it alone really resonated for me, and I know it's going to resonate for our listener. Absolutely. That was a great interview and looking forward to us uh, having Mark here at Live and in Person. That's right. That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. To learn more about today's guest, you can go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. 
For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.